Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution you to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Hello, Southern Middle Tennessee. Excuse me. My name is Elk Kennedy. I am dude number three. You are listening to Three Dudes with a View. Uh, If you want to communicate with us, you can always text us or whatever. But uh, you can also go to Twitter and go to at WKOM, WKRM, and we'll be reading whatever you send in, whatever your comments may be there at Twitter. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, phoned in just a minute ago. The bus had a blowout. And he's trying to take care of that and will be, be in momentarily. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, we don't know where he is. I just hope he's well. Uh, and maybe we'll hear from him in a few minutes. And Tuesday, as always, is Ron Hart Day, native son of Columbia. Welcome, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning, Del. Where Where are you today? Chattanooga. Uh huh. And I, I heard that you decamped completely from Atlanta. I am gone. I got out of there. Well, the getting was good. It's just, it's just a bad, it's a bad situation. I guess Memphis is too. I, I must leave towns in turmoil between being in Memphis and being in Atlanta. <laughs> so, we'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. But uh, that, that's the terrible beating they had in Memphis. I know you were there for a long time, and I, I think the, the the DA down there, the. Uh, not only the DA, the, the feds are down there. The uh, DOJ is involved now. Well, the TBI definitely, which is the Tennessee Bureau of Investigation, uh, and, and the state's still taking the lead on this. But the, the FBI often assists, operates, you know, helps out uh, in these type cases. But you know, Ron, that brings on some interesting questions, and I wish we had Mr. York. Uh, here we had five black policemen you know just murdered a a black citizen uh but uh you know let's 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 play out the game a a different way i mean and and we had we had some protests around the country about it but nothing you know nothing like streets on fire rage i mean no nothing mostly truly mostly peaceful protests I don't think anybody would argue if it had been five white policemen and a black victim uh, that streets would and cities would be on fire all across the nation. Yeah. Uh, you know, initially, if you watch the tape, there, there were two white, uh, one or two white cops initially pulled him over, and he uh, they tried to pepper spray him and and basically not pepper spray. Him, I don't think necessarily then, but they tried to arrest him and then he ran. But uh, and I, I've heard some from people in Memphis. A couple of uh, rumors or hypotheses right now as to what happened. Uh, some people think the the guy was sleeping with one of the policeman's wives, and there was a payback. Uh, there's also a conspiracy theory that these policemen, because the the standards have gotten so low to join the police force, because a lot of the white policemen have just fled because of fear of you know shooting a black person and being you know sent to jail and a different standard between you know. Uh, that type of thing they they've not not applied and the standards have gone low and and the the uh the, the gangs the gangs in memphis have implanted these uh, uh friendly gang in the police force 
and they think this maybe was a gang payback to this guy. So there's there's a lot of theories. It just doesn't seem logical to you and me that they would just already beat a guy like that for a traffic stop. It just doesn't seem right. I mean, I, we all know human nature. We know how things are. There, there has to be more to it than that. And I think you're going to see played out in the next month or two or three some 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 things that'll that'll make seem at least to make a little bit more sense. Obviously, you can't make much sense of getting beat like that. But it was either a, a gang payback. Or a uh, some vendetta uh, against uh, this guy sleeping one of the policeman's wives. Well, you know, Ron, I've heard both of those theories, and uh, there's no doubt that that this fellow had angered him for some reason. You know, whether just obviously no amount of anger would be justify that. Yeah, but, why would you run on a traffic stop? Right? If you look at the initial, did you watch all the tapes? No, no, I have not. Okay. Well, the initial there's like three or four tapes. The initial ones with the, is the initial pullover, and they were you know they were nice. The guy it was a normal traffic stop pretty much. He wouldn't get out of the car, but he sensed something was coming. I think it's just a normal traffic stop. You just get out, you know, you you, you, you oblige them, you do what they ask you to do. But in this case, it was just it just seemed odd. I don't know. I, I, I hate to be too much of a conspiracy theorist. So I want to think the best of people. There has to be something beyond just pure police brutality. I know he did spray the, the one of the cops early on got their eyes sprayed with pepper spray, and that really angered him. You know, uh, and I think they they sprayed themselves accidentally, or he kicked him or whatever, and he sprayed it in his own eyes because the first tape shows uh, a white cop helping a black cop get get uh, pepper spray out of his eyes, and they call what's called the Scorpion Unit, which is some embedded unit within the Memphis Police Force, uh, supposeded to be kind of a badass group. I don't, I don't know what their their directive was, what they're supposed to be doing. But the Scorpion unit was the one that chased him down uh, at Castlegate, the the other the other street uh, down the Rawlson Castlegate, and and pulled him out of the car and just you know brutally beat him. Yeah, I mean that's what happened um, by all accounts. You know, still I'm I'm just I keep running out various scenarios in my mind. So here we had five black cops killing a black citizen. And, you know, it's, it's, I don't think anybody would argue that if there had been five white cops killing a black citizen, that cities would be on fire across the country. We didn't have that yeah. because it was black on black, which leads me to speculate about, you know, what I've observed in my 40 years of criminal law practice is, I mean, by far the vast majority of uh killings maimings whatever of black people occurs at the other at the hands of other black people it's 99 point you know nine percent uh well, i don't think it's that high but like yeah 85 90 yeah you're right it's, it's very high it's it's black very, on black crime is is a huge issue you know but which leads me to speculate you know does anybody care about black on black crime including black people they don't seem to care. Well, the politicians don't because they don't talk about South 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 Chicago, right? If you really cared about human life and, and cared about crime, you you would care about Chicago, South South Chicago, and Atlanta, other places like that. So I can look up the stat, but it's it's pretty high in terms of black on black murders. It's it's very high. In Mr. York, I think if he was on here right now, he'd say, "Well, it's because of proximity; they live together. It's, it's going to be a higher number." But I, I, I just don't think you and I know white people. We're, we're not. Our goal is not to go out and kill black people. I mean, that's that's the false notion out there that somehow there's the, that all white people want black people 
and, and harmed or dangered, and we're somehow out there looking to do that. We're not. Absolutely not. Um, I mean, you know, you can go down to Woodland Street here in Columbia, and there, you know, there are crosses on the side of the and this one little block, probably where I'd say eight out of ten killings that happen in Columbia uh, occur on Woodland, or the 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 fight started on Woodland, in a one in a one block area between uh, between let's see, that would be Eighth Street and Ninth Street, known as, yeah. known as the Bridge, and. Uh, you know, there are crosses on the side of the road uh, memorializing those who've been uh, shot and killed down there. Uh, yeah. And sometime, you know, sometime over the years, you get a, 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 a cry from the black community to do something about it. And then, you know, when it comes down to individual cases and whatnot, they're rarely very supportive. Uh it's just so you know why why is it that this entire country including black people just doesn't seem to care much about black on black crime they just they don't uh and are unwilling to support efforts to do anything about it for the most part uh and uh including these that want to defund the police and all that kind of thing and it's yeah, here's a stat right now the in america this is the fbi stats right now on murder uh the, the if the if the victim was white there's uh, 2800 white people killed last year um uh, and uh and uh let's see the, the uh, black blacks killed uh killed them 533 times the African American population, there's 2,500 blacks killed last year, which is you know inordinate compared to whites. Because if you think about it, they're 13 percent of the population, right? <laughs> so it should should be a huge difference number. Uh, 243 whites killed 2,500 or 2,600 blacks last year, so about 10 percent. Uh, so you're you're right, 90 percent is black on black crime. 90 yeah. percent. There we go. Well, let's let's game it out again uh, one more time. Um, let's say it's uh, you know five white cops uh, beat to death a white man. Um, wouldn't even be on the news. Yeah, wouldn't even be, make probably make the afternoon news, Memphis, unless unless now unless it's a prominent good-looking young white girl like that <laughs> blonde yeah. who was the one who was killed out jogging in memphis this fall yeah yeah that was uh yeah that was joe orgel's granddaughter but yeah yeah that, that was a you know blonde girl's gonna make the news and dateline and nancy grace and everybody's gonna be all about that because they're you know their eyeballs on tv I and mean, the women at home watching tv are gonna watch a situation like that and i think people were inordinately scared uh for the lives of you know white girls in america when they're not that much, as much danger as you think they are because these, these shows kind of hyperventilate the, the country towards something that's really not that that, that that systemic it happens but it's not that systemic and, 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 when, and to be fair that the blacks know if you're if you're an african-american or criminal or gang member you know if you kill a white girl that, <laughs> that the, the police are going to be double triple their effort to get you and but there is, the that is known in the community further you know okay it's say it's a black girl uh not so much you know nobody seems right. to really care so much i mean the th- this this cuts both ways folks sure and, and uh and you know think about uh yeah 
and and, and and so let's say five black cops no yeah no five white cops kill a, a you know just your average you know white drunk who's out on the street uh yeah nobody cares yeah right yeah and, and the, in the memphis case if you watch the tapes and you think about it the, the, the five cops who came secondarily right not not the ones involved in the traffic stop but the ones who came later and just beat him to death at a different location why were they so angry? I mean, you know, it just it strikes me there has to be a vendetta. There has to be something else below the surface here uh, that was going on there. There was there had to be some sort of payback or something we didn't see. I just don't see. I mean, I'm a big fan of humanity. I just don't see these five cops getting that mad that quick over just one kid, you know, running from a traffic stop. Well, I just don't see it. You know. Uh... Ron, when I was in the criminal law business, well, there used to be a crime that we uh, often saw, not anything this extreme, but we would see some, you know, this what people got roughed up a little over more than they seemed like they should be, or more often just charged with, you know, all of a sudden you see this long list of things they're charged with, you know, unbuckle seatbelt, illegal mattress tag removal, you know, huh. uh, jaywalking, you know, just any- wire fraud. Uh, <laughs> and we always call that, you, you can recognize it pretty quick, it's called pop. The crime is called pop. It's pissing off the police. And uh, uh, that, that does happen. And, you know, many times, you know, what... You know, police officers have a right to be pissed off. They, you know, uh, yeah. And but, my, my dad, you know, they, have, but, they have also a responsibility to control their anger, and that's uh, yeah. I, the, 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 the flip side of this thing, the more alarming thing to me, long term for this country, is is is, is a fearful police force. You know, my dad was a policeman, and, and and I always tell people, I said, okay, you get mad at a policeman for maybe being a little rough with somebody, or, or maybe making a split second bad decision, but you you go into a crack house at midnight and turn corners, you know, and with a gun, and 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 you know, you go in there and and get you know these winos off the street or these people that are on drugs that are on meth, you know, from. You, you go in there and do that for yeah, like you know got, a year, get, two years, three years, four years. After a while, you, you know, why would you do that? Yeah, they get spit on, be judged on, every cussed split decision out. you make. Uh, I mean, it's 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 very difficult to ask, you know, uh, for patience, but we do and we should. But uh, it, it's it's not an easy job at all. You know, it's not an easy job. After a while, it becomes a little bit, as you saw the Scorpion unit. I think what happens with these policemen, especially since all the rights are kind of with the citizens, is that it becomes kind of us against them. Yeah, yeah. And there's a camaraderie, I think, that that gels among the police force about like it's us against them to some degree. Obviously, you can't take it to the extreme to where people are hurt, and, and obviously the Memphis situation is a horrible, horrible situation. But I think there's got to be, just my gut tells me, there's something beyond a traffic stop here. Yeah, oh, I don't, there's no doubt. All right, let's take a break and come back. Visit. 
Visit your local Buick and GMC dealership first for new or pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. Parks Motor Sales. At Parks, professional sales staff makes shopping easy. Buick and GMC financing can put you in the vehicle you want. And certified technicians keep vehicles running great. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Go online to parksmotorsales.com. Find your favorite vehicle. Then stop by Parks at 919 Nashville Highway for a test drive. Parks GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Have you been hauling your own garbage to the convenience center? Are you tired of doing it? Does your work schedule keep you from hauling it off regularly? Is your teenage son not taking it off like he promised when he got his driver's license? Do you have something better to do on Saturday? If any of these questions strike home to you, call the Garbage Man at 931-540-0919 and your problem will be solved. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Okay, we're on, I think. I don't know 
on my music bumped. All right, we are on. Three dudes with a view. I am dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris had a blowout on the school bus, but he is here. How you doing, Clayton? I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing well, Del. Yeah. <laughs> and dude number one, Mr. Jim York. Good morning. Welcome in. Good morning. Hey, I had a blowout too. About time I went to click on, my computer decided to update. Even though I have an update set at midnight, it wanted to update when I logged on. I had a patch Tuesday. That is yeah. so frustrating yeah. when that happens. Ah, all right. But Make, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Glad you made it in, Miss York. The uh, and this it's Tuesday. It's Ron Hart Day. Favorite son, native son of Columbia. Uh, Ron Hart, welcome in. Good morning, Miss York. You missed a conversation that you may or may not have some con, you know, uh, comment on. But uh, you know, we were talking about what happened down in Memphis, which of course was awful. You know, those five officers killed a man and have been charged with murder. However, you know, we, we I don't think any of us would disagree if it had been five white officers uh, killing a black uh, citizen that cities would be on fire across the country. Whereas five black officers killing a black citizen, uh, you had some protests, but uh, nothing, nothing out of line, really. And, uh, you know, which leads me to you know comment on what i've observed over the years is that um nobody seems to care much about black on black crime in, including black people um I, I don't think that's true Del. people want their neighborhoods safe uh they want they want police to be police instead of being captors and enforcers and i think whether you're black or white police officers, they need to do their job based on their oath to the community. And, uh, you know, the reason why blacks are, are skeptical is because we've had so many incidents in the black community. When the police come, they come with guns blazing and doing different things instead of, you know, trying to protect the community. Now, you know, you we've had a lot of conversations about Oh, blacks won't defund the police. We don't want to defund the police, but we want the police to be uh, available to deal with issues. If a person's got mental illness, why would you dispatch a SWAT team on, on the issue? You know, you, well, I, you need York, to handle it basically how it needs to be handled. Why would you dispatch a SWAT team to Mar-a-Lago for Trump, a you know, 75-year-old man, no violent history? Because he fought turning over those papers for a year yeah. and a half. Oh, that's, 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 that's a joke. Months. That is the biggest joke. Six months team. of a subpoena and you didn't do anything. Yeah. How many, Would you yeah, yeah. violate a subpoena, Ron? Would yeah, you tell violate a subpoena? 30 FBI agents with AR-15s that come in there that's that's what that They didn't have for. any guns. That's a bunch of bull. They, had, they, they, have they guns. didn't have any the guns. Pictures? They didn't have they any had guns. I would only ignore the subpoena if it was them wanting 33,000 of my emails and my electronic devices. And none of the 33,000 emails were classified material. Did you look at them? Nope. That, that's, that's not what Cody said. Who, who reported that, Mr. York? The, the Rachel Maddow. Investigators. The investigators reported no, that. Maddow. None of those were classified documents. Did they she, were did, did she about have about her kids and let weddings me, and did, stuff like that. Let me ask like you a that. question. Did she have classified email on a uncertified uh, 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 hard drive? Server. 
No. The server? No? no. She didn't have she didn't have any classified material. Did you go through the server? Anthony but, but Trump had plenty. Let's talk about your buddy Trump. Had plenty classified material. No telling how much he sold to the oh, Russians, please, to the communist let, China, please keep, or to Saudi Arabia, you know? Please keep right. keep talking about it, Mr. York. I want you to talk about it because the more you talk about it, the more you're going to have people go in his favor. So please continue. Well, well, he's still at, at the bottom of the rung. It looks like a lot of the, you, you Republicans don't want him to run for office or be in office anymore. So that's between you and, and, and your your group. Who, who, who are you running, office. Mr. York? Who, who's your group going to run? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that we'll that basically see. means you don't you don't have anybody. Who do you got? We got who's in office now. That's who's going to run. Gee whiz, the man's doing a great job. GDP is <laughs> up 2.9%. We've got almost full employment. Gee whiz. So you're, you so you're endorsing Joe Biden for a second term is what you're doing? Darren straight, I'm enjoying. Look at what he's done. He's produced for the American people. Produced what? He didn't talk about it. Yeah, he stock market's down 20%. Inflation's up 7%. Gas over $3 Gas a gallon. 50%. Inflation's down about 6 point some percent and continue to go down. down. And the interest rate probably he, he will jump a up a little bit. You know, he'd inherited a one or two percent inflation level, and he ran it up to eight percent. Now it's down to six, and he's he's a hero. GDP is two point nine, Ron. GDP right. is two point nine percent. All right. What we were talking about is black on black crime, uh, spurred by the the events down in Memphis, and you know, Miss York, I've seen it uh, over the years. Sometimes the black community will, you know, get upset and say we we need something done in our neighborhoods. And then invariably, though, my experience has been over the years, you step up police presence, uh, you you actually indict a few people, and then all of a sudden you've got uh, people in the community, the black community, saying, oh, we got to dial it back, or this person was special and they don't need to be treated, you know, that like... Let's use the test case here in Columbia, uh, Adele. Well, my point Columbia, is, though, even though the black community occasionally asks for for more support and police presence they don't ultimately usually uh in my experience they don't support it well you don't have much experience from my perspective because here in columbia we had a crime problem on the east side there were shootings and things going on on the east side several years ago when we had the black police chief and i personally participated in trying to get neighborhood watch in that community and we went and knocked on doors and got neighborhood watch along with a gentleman by the name of Kenny Solomon. We went and got neighborhood watch in that area. And the police chief went an additional step. He said, okay, it's good to patrol that area, but you all get out of the police cars and walk in the community. And they did that. Now the east side is just as safe as any other place in this city. Well, Mr. And, York, I'm, and, I'm I, not- and I know there were things going on that shouldn't be going on. Guys were congregating and then other folks in different communities were passing through buying drugs and doing stuff like that they they funded the issue because they came from riverside and and and, and sunnyside and other places buying drugs on the east side all that was cut out by the black police chief and i saw officers walking the street talking to people and that area is just as safe as downtown columbia right now even though People want to put a stigma on the east side. Miss York, I'm familiar with what you're talking about. Uh, 
and uh you know you're right uh that that did happen and so i, I so increase I, increase police protection increase policing helps a community right mr york yeah it helps if it's done the right way but not going there with guns blasting and 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 having goon swads to pull people over for nothing other than a, a speeding ticket or, or, or maybe an illegal turn and beat them up like crap. That's crazy. That's not yeah, police, there's something more there. That's you, police you, brutality. Do you think there's something? There's five black cops, right? You agree to that? Can we agree on basic facts? There's five black cops that beat them up? Yeah. Okay. So I, sometimes I never know. So there's got to be something beyond a traffic stop, don't you think? I don't. I, I'm not going to presume it's something more than a traffic stop. That's what they said. So I don't know what took place, and, and I don't think we really know what took place. You see other the than them pulling the guys out of the out of the vehicle and immediately start wrapping him upside the head. No, it wasn't immediate. If you watch the film, they they pulled him out. He ran, and he went to another he location. He didn't run immediately. They pulled him out and they start beating on him and telling him to give me your hands when they were holding both his hands. Uh, lay over, get on your stomach, and they're holding him. And then finally, he did what humans do, fight or flight. He didn't fight, so he ran. Okay. And that's justified? It's justified as far as I'm concerned when, when the police are abusing you and you're trying to get away. And I know we've had several blacks get shot in the back, too. Right, well, that, that, that's, he didn't get shot. That's the thing. If they wanted to kill him right then on the spot, they, they could have done it when he ran. Well, they, they killed him anyway. They did. They, was, they did. Whether, whether it was there or in the hospital, he still died from the brutality they put. No human being should go through anything such as that. If and it was less, your son, the, your daughter, your relative, you would be up in arms about it. And I'm up in arms about it because, especially because it was black officers knowing the, the problems we have in this country about discrimination and being mistreated. It is ridiculous for them to be part of the goon squad. I think it says the, something about the lessons not The lesson to your mind is not to run from the cops. I mean, you know, it, it de- I, I can't tell people what to do. It depends on the threat. Just like, but it, you don't think there should be consequences response. when you run from the cops? It's immediate response. Well, you know, Mr. Some you're, people you're, you're away, some people just don't. What he did, and we're not just talking with the cops. Dude, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that the notion that you run from cops. Look, Ron, we're not going to put a traffic stop. I'm not going to put the blame. That, that don't, I don't even want to engage in discussion putting the blame on the person that's dead as a result of beatings. I'm, I'm not going to engage in discussion about that. Well, it was wrong. Not. It was wrong by the police, and they shouldn't have done it. They could have handled it many different ways, and I'm not, I'm not going to even debate about run or not run. It's a human response. If you get your butt tied up in a knot and, and three guys or four guys beating on you and you able to get away, you going to run too, buddy. Well, well, I, I'm not certainly, yeah, I mean I don't, you can't put any blame on this fellow who's the victim Tyree, what's his name? Yeah. Nichols. Yeah, but you know, Miss York, what what I what just gets me though is I keep running out the scenarios in my mind and the reverse discrimination that's going on here and that if it had been five white cops and you know your average white drunk uh, and they beat him to death it wouldn't even make the afternoon news in Memphis. Uh, well, you know, you got the majority that that's Caucasian and no, it doesn't make the news every time there are 
uh, Caucasians that are brutalized by the police because they are no name and nobody cares because nobody it happens cares. every day. Yeah. There's much more white on white crime than it is black on black crime that across this true. nation that, because we're in the minority. We're in the minority. You're wrong true. about that. Uh, Ron was reading us the stats on that before you got on the air. It's Ron's stats come out of somewhere. Here's what is true, though. The uh, Shelby County's uh, education is one of the worst in the state. You know, they're police, obviously, one of the worst in the state. So there's a problem in Memphis as a community. Oh, you make be. a wrong turn in Memphis onto the wrong street. That's what you're, I'm saying. You're I mean, dead. Their education's what, the worst in the state, and now look at what's happening in their police well, department. Well, Columbia's it, it, not it's, it's busting a the bubble in education, uh, uh, Clayton, so don't we can't say we on a high step, higher uh, step in this community true, either. True it's, I, I don't disagree with that at all, but... I would say it's it's got to be a little bit better than Shelby County, I would imagine. If not, well, that's what you imagine. You know, you're always going to imagine not to call home the the the, the, the Dutch pot. You know. No, I mean, Murray County, it wasn't a decade or so ago, had one of the highest uh, rates of domestic violence in the entire state. Is what it is. Well, I'm not sure where anything gets you. It's just we have a. You know, if it had been a good-looking white girl that had gotten beat up by white or black, I'm just saying the police. It sounds like police. it's not being run. Obviously, the training, whatever, it's not up to par. Well, you know, the hiring this is the of these thing. police officers. There is a human component for everything that you engage in in this world, and and obviously these folks had no human component. And I, whether it doesn't make make any difference what ethnic group you belong to if you do something wrong it's wrong so we don't care about the white guy you 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 really need to get this stat right before you go talking all the time blacks are eight times uh more likely than whites you know to to have uh be involved in crimes homicides today 80 to 90 percent of blacks are killed by blacks 80 to 90 percent because they live in oppressed neighborhoods and they take it out on each other, just like a lot of the crimes committed by Caucasians are on Caucasians. Well, the people a in Eastern Oregon crimes, live in percent. an oppressed neighborhood, too, but they aren't killing each other like that. There's shootings yep. every day in Nashville, and in they're 50, not all no, you, minority. You use one of those stats. You, 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 you use one anecdotal thing here and there. But you these probably are stats. got those stats 80 from Fox to 90%. News, you know? Blacks are 13 to 14% of the population, but commit 60% of the violent crimes. What's your source? What's your source? FBI stats. We're going to look at them. FBI stats. Why don't you look online one day? FBI listen, stats. Instead of listening to Rachel Maydow, Maydow and no, FBI whoever you stats. listen to. I don't know where FBI you got stats. that from. What? You don't believe the FBI Ron, stats? How can 12% of the population 13, 14%. Produce, produce more crime than 80-some percent of the other population. That's well, it's imp- not more crime. It's certain types of crime. In Mr. York, I've had a front row seat crime. for 40 years. Happens in Chicago. By far. So, so your, your crime dealt was white-collar crime, most of it. No, it was not. And uh, I did all sorts over the years. But uh, by far, I mean, by far, the majority of, I mean, 89% of of murders or uh, killings and shootings were at the hands of black people. Uh, no, matter no, of fact, no, no, no. That, that, that's wrong. Yes, they you, were. I, I don't care where you come up with that. That stat is based on the population of this country. Our population well, just come is on a lot down smaller than Caucasians. Come I on. just texted to you. I just texted to you, Mr. York. Every day, every day, 
with with Mr. I don't know where you got those stats from, Ron. I don't it's, verify it's them, the Department of Justice. It's you Obama's can't ask me Department to deny what I saw Obama, over that's, 40 years. That's 12 years ago, buddy. Come up with something current. Current. Okay, it's changed a lot. And, yeah, it's, it's gotten better. Uh, There's killings Trump. in Nashville From every 1982 day. to 2022, it didn't change. Um, and it doesn't change a lot. Go to, go down when the circuit court docket is called, you know, any day, and, and you'll see it. It's not hard to figure out. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Hi, this is Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. Here is what some of our customers are saying about us. Great people. The place to shop for fair prices and great craftsmanship. Beautiful vintage and custom jewelry. Thank you, Beth. That is our goal. Stop by and see for yourself. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia and Lewisburg. Owned and operated by Rick, custom designer and Terry, registered gemologist. Assuring you the best jewelry value and expert services. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the happy face truck today. Do you want your business advertising to reach more listeners? Not sure how? At Front Porch Radio, we want you to reach more listeners than ever before. Let people know what you do and where to reach you. Right here on Front Porch Radio. It's fast, fun, and easy to get started growing your business today. Contact James Dickinson at 931-446-2028. That's 931-446-2028. Front Porch Radio. We can make your dreams come true. 
I've got our good friend Miles Johnson on the phone. Miles, how are you today? Oh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Alrighty, well, the normal weekly special, we have boneless chuck roast, $4.99 a pound, ground round for $4.29 a pound, green cabbage, $0.49 cents a pound, three-pound bag yellow onions, $1.99 each, and Coca-Cola 12-packs, two for 13 Alright, and people can pick up a flyer when they walk in the door there and find out all your great deals, so that's fantastic. And again, as always, you guys are open seven days a week, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m., located right there at 417 West 7th, right in the same plaza as the, the post office so everybody can find you so miles you have a great day a great weekend and thank you to, again to you and all the staff and uh, we'll talk to you next thursday okay all thank you thank you miles all right that's some great deals right there foodland go check them out and uh, the flyer is located right by the door so go in there and check it out Three dudes with a view. My name is Del Kennedy. I'm dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris, uh, not driving the bus. And the <laughs> bus is crippled and well, down there at Turner and Osborne getting yeah. fixed, right? If it had to have happened, it happened at the right spot. I mean, it, it literally happened uh, right there by the old Shepherd Lumber and uh, right in front of Turner and Osborne. So I was able to <laughs> quickly pull into the parking lot and... Uh, should be ready to go by 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon. All right. If anybody wants to see the bus, it's down there at Turner and Osborne. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, uh, favorite native son of Columbia, Ron Hart. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to that doggy you got there. Uh, what kind of doggy is that? A Ron Hart. <laughs> a Ron Hart doggy. There we go. Yeah. The, uh, hey, I'm looking at some t- statistics, Dell. In 2018, the FBI's national, national report said there were 5,625,156 known criminal offenders, 53.9% of whom were Caucasian Americans, 27.4% were black Americans. Talk about violent crimes, Mr. York, violent crimes. DUIs or whatever, you know, it's going to be more proportionate. Even there, you double, but. The In 2018, the largest crime committed by African Americans was drug abuse. Mr. York, you you know, aggravated assault was about 1%. Drug under uh, arson of violent crime was about one point four seven percent. So the, you're talking about a minimum in a of a minority population. That, say, that, say that, say that again. Crimes. Say what you just said again. What was it? One percent of what? One percent of what? In 2018 of the crimes that African Americans were arrested for. One percent of what they were arrested. For. Aggravated assault. Well, that's one little most, category. Most of them was drug abuse at about 3.33%. 3, 
of most, all the crimes. There's 96% left. What's the other 96%? They went to the Caucasians. Uh, uh, your ability to read stats always astounds me. Does it not say 60% of violent crimes? No, this is just this is a chart that's depicted on African Americans in 2018 and, and the percentage of arrests and the percentage of crimes that they had. Mr. Out of all those you, arrests. You know, you can't deny, and I can't deny what I saw in the criminal law business for 40 years. That yeah, by but you far in the, the bubble, Dale. By far, I was in no bubble. I was practicing right here in Middle Tennessee, Nashville, Columbia. And uh, by far, 80%, 90% of violent crimes are committed by black people. Now, I'm not passing judgment on that, uh, but it's just a fact. And, that's uh, not a fact. It that, is a that, fact. That's your facts. I, I understand that. You see the text I sent you? 60% of violent crimes in America were were committed by 13% of the population, blacks. So what about all the mass shootings that's going on? Were, were blacks involved in those? That tends to be a white thing, no doubt about it. That's huh? a white thing, no doubt about it. So they they killing 20 or 30 at a time, you know? I know. Yeah, that, 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 that sounds like a, a well, weekend getaway in Chicago. That's you all. That's yeah, not I mean, violent, right? So we can no, get away I mean, in Chicago. One of those doesn't equal a weekend in Chicago. You know, right. and that's well, all black on have, black, Mr. York. It's, it's in California now. It's not in Chicago. And, Mr. York, you can go down to Woodland Street right here in Columbia and see all the crosses on the side of the street. That's all black on black. And uh, they, there's it just rarely 80%, happens. 80%, the 90% right. is black on black murders. Of the, of the blacks well, that are murdered, you know, 80, I'm 80% not, is done I'm, by another black. 52%, they knew each other. Any crime, any crime on anybody is wrong. Yeah, and, and, and I'm and not. You all make a big issue out of black on black. I'm concerned about when these when these police are shooting people in the back, shooting kids in the park, and stuff like that for no reason at all. That should be stopped, and and we've got to change this law enforcement. They're not catching slaves anymore, and that's what it still looks like. They want to apprehend slaves. You so, know, tell you me know, the last time that happened that in needs Columbia. To change the training the last time is a kid inadequate. Got shot in the back on a playground, Mr. The, the training is inadequate. When, when When's the did, last time a black kid got shot in the back of a playground? That was in that was in Chicago. That was in Chicago. Let's talk about Columbia, Tennessee. Three hundred twenty million Americans and one black kid shot in the back a while back in the Chicago playground. Let's well, talk if about it was your kid. You'd be concerned, wouldn't you? Let's talk course, about Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah, course, when is anybody shot a black person? A police officer shot well, a black person in Columbia, Tennessee, or a white person? I don't remember it happening. Well, it hasn't happened yet in Tennessee, Delk. I agree with that. It hasn't happened in Columbia, Tennessee, and so far we have been lucky. But it doesn't take much to change the tide. All these cities never anticipated this was going to happen. And you know, all the cities that had too. police on citizen crime never anticipated it was going to happen, but it you know, happened anyway. The Rayshon Brooks thing in Atlanta was a turning point for crime in Atlanta. Here's a guy's a felon out. And if you look at the tape at the Wendy's, those, those white policemen could not have been nicer to Rayshon Brooks. Could not have been nicer. Okay? So, and then when he gets shot, the, uh, the race baiters come in, the... the the, the people come in and make a big deal about it, right? And then the police, just they stop recruiting. I mean, why, well, you why know, stop? We, who wants to be a policeman have... when you can be sent to jail over doing your job? Rayshon Brooks is a felon who's fleeing. It depends on how you're doing your job. You know, Delk, you got upset when they pulled you off the air that day. 
How did they do that? They could have been a lot nicer and a lot more approachable than than to snatch you off the air in the middle of a broadcast. So you're talking about politeness and manners. Well, well, you know, criminals have no no reason to be polite, but you are trained. You ought to be trained. If the train is not working, we need to change something in this country. I mean, you know, human people are at stake when a police with a badge and a gun approaches them. Now, if you're going to take the job, you've got to be able to deal with the issues that you're going to face. And, and now, there's issues but, that aren't hey, even describable that. Reverse sometimes that, that you, you have to, be to deal with. Mr. Shiro, reverse that. Do you want to be a policeman walking up to a car? You just pull over with an African-American male sitting in there, hands you don't see his hands? You want to be that policeman? Well, why do we? Why in Tennessee do we have everybody able to carry a gun without a permit, without any training? When your uh, legislatures that, do stuff like that, yes, that, that puts police at odds. No policeman knows what's going to happen when he approaches a car because everybody's packing. And if your legislatures are that dumb, to want, how can you reduce crime and you're giving everybody a gun? Well, well on the contrary, Mr. Short. On the contrary, Mr. York, that might that might lead to a lot more police civility and solve the problems that you uh, allege. That's not that's not that's that's wild wild west stuff you see on TV. That's not solving anything. What Clint Eastwood said. Now the 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 right thing is to control the guns the best we can. We're not taking people's rights. We're not taking people's guns. Yeah, but we don't need to have no eighteen year olds case in Memphis. We don't need to have eighteen year olds out there with guns. If, and that top, that jeopardizes how police think, and then a lot of them, you know, I bet they get a lot lighter. Uh, yeah, a lot of stress. Uh, apples Ms. and oranges. Short, let, let, you know, it's so easy to talk about Chicago and even Memphis or and Sri Lanka. You know what's going on here in Columbia? Are are is this program that you got going still going on? Uh, where uh, you you've gotten proactive in the East Hill community about crime? I think they're still the, the neighborhood watch is still enforcing that community. So I'm not actively engaged in it anymore. But we were trying to get it set up and and deal with the citizens. We had several senior citizens that were afraid to come from their houses and in, in the evening. But I'm, they I'm they seem to that. be a pleasant. It seems to be a pleasant community, just as any Sunnyside or over here at Crittle Meadows or, or anywhere. It seems to be a pleasant community well, now because like a good idea then the police chief did the right thing. He attacked the problem in the with the right perspective. He didn't go in there banging people around or doing things that he shouldn't and have. And I, I agree. I was familiar with that, and, and it was a, a great thing. What I want to know is what's happening now. I think we're like any other settled community right now. I don't I don't think there's any upheaval going on in any part of, of Columbia other than Highland Park is still heavy on larceny and stuff like that, but you know, I think the community has settled down. The police force seems to be doing what they're supposed to be doing. So as long as that's happening, what you complain about? You know, no, I, I'm live, not complaining. Live your life that, and that, enjoy. It's it's a lot easier to comment, I think, on what we know, and we we know we live here in Columbia, and um, yes, I do think. And, and Miss York, I I think you know, I grew up over there in East Hill, and are on the edge of it, and. Uh, I drive through there still. My sister still lives there. I drive through there regularly, all times, day and night, visiting people's homes, and I feel quite safe. Uh, but, but Delk, saying that all the time, you know, when you talk about Columbia, most Caucasians want to say East Hill is the is the butt of the joke, and that's not the case. East Hill 
is just as safe as any other part well, of Columbia. We stigmatize a community and keep stigmatizing and talking about how bad it is, and eventually you get what you ask for, you know? I, I hear you to an extent. Not, still, though, you know, Mr. York, the, the vast majority of uh, shootings and killings that I've handled over the years when I'm working in Columbia... I mean, when I was in Nashville, I, I handled things all over Middle Tennessee. But um, when I'm working in Columbia, the vast majority of killings and shootings either occur or uh, originate down on Woodland Street between Eighth and Ninth Street, uh, and that's just that's a fact. Now, I don't feel th- almost all of those are between two people who've, who've got it in for each other for one reason or the other. They're not but that just, was years ago, Delk. There used to be mm-hmm. several bars down in that area. There's not any bars down there, so to speak Mr. of, anymore. York, and get... that normally alcohol and guns don't mix. And everybody's packing a gun now. So that, now it's moved to Darts Mill and up north but north Na- uh, Nashville Highway where this guy went in and killed three or four of his family members who was a Caucasian. So now it's moved, you know? Uh, you yeah, know. if you look at the crime stats on a national level, Columbia's almost twice the national average, though, in terms of crime stats. And I'll send you that link, too. Uh, I mean, not, you know, as a percent, you know, but it's not good. Memphis is the highest in Tennessee, of course. Uh, Berry Hill, Townsend, Dyersburg, you know, they're, they're pretty bad, too. Brownsville. But, um, Columbia's right up there in terms of above above average on the national level. It is, but again, though, that's where those stats right on top of the Tennessee average. Actually, actually, kind of close to Tennessee's average. All right, to be with you. we're out of here. <laughs> the- Have a great day, folks. Hold your purse tight. Drive safe. Police will pull you over. Hands up. They will shoot. Oh, but they'll beat you.